Four years ago today, the 19th July 2016, it was very hot. It was so hot that I actually took a photo of the dashboard of my car showing a readout of 34 Celsius. That's 93 Fahrenheit for those that still work in old money. I know this because Google has remembered that photo and shown it to me again. If you had simply asked me what the weather was like on that day, uh, I wouldn't have known. Uh, I might have had a guess. I might have based it on the fact that yesterday was a sunny day and that we're in July, so that's kind of summer. So it should, we might imagine, be a hot, sunny day. Um, though, of course, it could also have been stormy and very wet. Um, so it being the British summer. So uh, we don't necessarily remember things. We don't remember how things were, but we might piece things together at different times. Our memories and the ideas we can get from them can be selective and we put our own frames of understanding into them, into what we remember. Though I imagine that this summer and the year so far might be one that we remember well into the future. But what about how we were as a church 10 years ago or 20 or 30 years ago, if our experience can reflect back that far? not sure that actually 30 years ago that I was attending a church or at least not regularly anyway and here I am now as a minister and so our thoughts can be different church would have been different we would have done things in different ways not simply because of different ministers and elders, but because although God is constant and unchanging, always perfect in love and full of justice, what God does in the world is constantly changing. He's constant, but what he does changes. It develops. And so too does what he calls upon the church where he moves us, what he encourages us to do. In our passage, Stephen, who you might remember we heard of last week, being set aside to engage in mission alongside Philip and five others, Stephen has been falsely accused of preaching against the temple and against the law. What we have heard in the reading is the fourth quarter of a testimony where he gives his defence in declaring that the temple was God's plan and that the law has not been followed by those charged with oversight. He says that the law is God's plan too, but that people move on, people do things differently. The story he tells is of what he calls our forefathers, our forefathers. He is identifying with the Sanhedrin. He's saying, our, it's your forefathers and it's my forefathers. It's our common history. 
And that common history is of being the children of Abraham. He speaks of common ancestors and their relationship with the law. He's thinking of Moses and Joshua and David and Solomon and how things evolved. It's almost like what we might say today in the Reformed tradition, that we as the church are Reformed and we are always reforming, which is not reforming in our own strength, but being reformed by God. The Spirit daily leads us on a new journey. Of course, Stephen adds in the accusation that the people of God are not always good at listening to the Spirit. They're not always too good at doing what is right. The followers in the past and us today are sometimes not open to the direction of the Holy Spirit. And when God does something new, we don't necessarily embrace it. Instead, we might choose our own path, perhaps preferring what was before to where we are being led. And our vision of where we are being led is sometimes tainted by that bloody, inaccurate, not actually well-remembered picture that we have of the past. As Stephen speaks, he draws on the understanding that Solomon had when he first built and consecrated the temple. In 1 Kings 8 verse 27 we can read, But will God really dwell on earth? The heavens and even the highest heaven cannot contain you. How much less this temple I have built? This scripture, though holy and true, is like blasphemy to the Sanhedrin. That is because their hearts are cold and their ears are covered up, not given over to God. He calls them uncircumcised ears and hearts. They're covered, but of course there's more to it than that. That phrase is bound to wind up people of God, Jewish people. Because, of course, it associates them with people who are uncircumcised. People who are not of their faith. People outside of the covenant God made with Abraham. And what Stephen is really implying is that although they know the story of the past, they do not live by it. They're not truly living within the covenant. They're not living in the way that they should in the present or following it into the future. They simply know the past. They know the law inside out, but that does not make them obedient to it. Rather, they are hypocrites. It's one thing to claim that you know what your rights are, what your way is, but whether you actually live that way, that's a bit more of a challenge, isn't it? And it's a challenge for all believers. Are we people who more than know and believe, but actually proclaim the truth in our words and in our actions? Are we the people 
of the church? Are we true disciples of Jesus, learning and growing each day? Are we open to the Holy Spirit taking us in directions that might actually seem uncomfortable or leading us to do something that we've not done before? This is what it is to be a Christian. Not always an easy journey, but following the journey that God offers to us. For Stephen, the journey would lead to martyrdom. And around the world, our brothers and sisters are still persecuted for proclaiming the truth of God and of his kingdom. Do we live in that way of truth and of life that leads to the Father? Or do we simply know of it?